This is Tuesday, October the 10th. How does the gospel change marriage for followers of Jesus, and how should it? Our text from the book of Ephesians doesn't begin where we might expect. It begins with what comes first, with Jesus. The change the gospel brings to marriage begins with the change that comes when we come to Jesus by faith, when we follow him, abide in him, serve him, and obey his word. I think of it like this. The soil in which you grow a plant will determine its health and also the fruit it will produce. Marriage today has been planted in the soil of consumerism, an environment where we are constantly making cost-benefit analyses. We want to know if what we are buying is worth what we're paying. We don't want to pay for something that we don't want or that will not serve us or is too expensive for what we're receiving. The model for marriage today is sometimes called the consumer model. That's the model of our age. We will stay together if we're getting what we paid for. If the cost becomes too high or we cease getting what we want, well then, we must move on, find another option, find a better spouse. Now, as we go to our text today, we discover the basis of Christian marriage. Our text is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to 24. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Now, I think when we hear these words, our thoughts are primed. We've heard them before, and likely we've come to hear them in a certain way. The whole idea of submission is uncomfortable. Someone is in charge. The other person has to submit. It's about being superior, being over someone, being in a power position. But is it, if this is how we see this text, we've missed the fulcrum for the passage and the basis for a gospel-driven marriage. The fulcrum is that part that everything hangs on, what everything turns on, you might say. The key truth at the heart of marriage, centered on the gospel, are those simple words, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's verse 21. Now, these words hardly make sense. Here's why. Submission means placing yourself below someone else. It is the way a soldier is subordinate to his superior officer or commander. But here we are told that the husband and wife are in submission to each other. That doesn't work in the military. The senior officer does not submit himself to his subordinate soldiers. The army couldn't function if this were the case. But in marriage, this is what the gospel calls for. What does this mean? It means that a gospel-oriented marriage is nothing like the structures of power and authority we know in the world. Jesus taught his disciples this truth as he celebrated the Passover with them. He said to them, The kings of the nations lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call them benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. That's Luke 22, verse 25 to 26. 
Now, Jesus here is explaining the model of leadership from the world and how the leaders of the nation worked in those days. They had absolute authority and rule. They called themselves the good guys, but it was all about authority, coercion, and control. But notice that Jesus told his disciples that that is not leadership his way. Jesus then taught them about service, about giving themselves away, really. At the time of Jesus, no one had seen anything like this in the world. Yet this is how he defines authority and power. You see, the gospel tears down the typical authority structures of the world. And this is also true in marriage. In marriage, this is explained as mutual submission. That means both the husband and the wife place themselves below the other. They submit to each other. Now, this doesn't sound like the consumer model at all, the pattern for marriage in our culture. We call this model that flows from the gospel the ministry model. Both husband and wife are brought together by Jesus to minister to each other. There's no cost-benefit analysis. It's mutual service. And we will learn this week how they will do this. But it all begins with mutual submission, which means each becomes willing to serve the other. Though they may serve in different ways, it is a willing subordination. I like to tell couples that I'm helping prepare for marriage that God has brought that person into your life to complement you. That is to bring something to you that you do not have yourself. God uses, in the book of Genesis, the word helper when he describes Eve. This is not a negative or demeaning word. Scripture uses the same word for God himself as the helper of his people. But let's stay with that mutual submission, because Paul says we do this in marriage out of reverence for Christ. We don't do this because we feel like it or because we have everything figured out. (laughs) We don't. We do this because we reverence Jesus. It is before Jesus that we bow. It is in respect for Jesus, love for him, and in honoring of Jesus. This is what happens when a man and a woman in marriage submit to the other. This is how they come to serve Jesus and live in his grace. Let's pray. Father God, we stake a claim to our rights, yet Jesus condescended to love and save us. Forgive us and soften our hearts by showing us the cross of Jesus. Teach us the way of Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen.